0: chapter 5 of the empty house and other ghost stories this is a library vox recording all library vox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit libraryvox.org recording by danny williams www.dannywilliams.com the empty house and other ghost stories by algernon blackwood chapter 5 with intent to steal to sleep in a lonely barn when the best bedrooms in the house were at our disposal seemed to say the least unnecessary and i felt some explanation was due to our host but shorthouse i soon discovered had seen to all that our enterprise would be tolerated not welcomed for the master kept this sort of thing down with a firm hand and then how little i could get this man shorthouse to tell me there was much I wanted to ask and hear but he surrounded himself with impossible barriers it was ludicrous he was surely asking a good deal of me and yet he would give so little in return and his reason that it was for my own good may have been perfectly true but did not bring me any comfort in his train he gave me sops now and then however to keep up my curiosity till i soon was aware that there were growing up side by side within me a genuine interest and an equally genuine fear and something of both these probably necessary to all real excitement the barn in question was some distance from the house on the side of the stables and i had passed it on several of my journeyings to and fro, wondering at its forlorn and untired appearance under a regime where everything was so spick and span but it had never once occurred to me as possible that i should come to spend a night under its roof with a comparative stranger and undergo there an experience belonging to an order of things I had always rather ridiculed and despised. At the moment I can only partially recall the process by which Shorehouse persuaded me to lend him my company. Like myself, he was a guest in his autumn house party, and where there were so many to chatter and to chaff, I think his taciturnity of manner had appealed to me by contrast, and that I wished to repay something of what I owed. There was no doubt Flattery in it as well, for he was more than twice my age, a man of amazingly wide experience, an explorer of all the world's corners where danger lurked, and, most subtle flattery of all, by far the best shot in the whole party, our host included. At first, however, I held out a bit. But surely the story you tell, I said, has the parentage common to all such tales, a superstitious heart? an imaginative brain, and has grown now by frequent repetition into an authentic ghost story. Besides, this head gardener of half-century ago, I added, seeing that he still went on cleaning his gun in silence, who was he, and what positive information have you about him beyond the fact that he was found hangers from the rafters dead? He was no mere head gardener, this man who passed as such, he replied without looking up. "'but a fellow of splendid education "'who used this curious disguise for his own purpose. "'Part of this very barn, of which he always kept the key, "'was found to have been fitted up as a complete laboratory "'with Alphenar, Albrecht, Kirkabite, and other appliances, "'some of which the master destroyed at once, "'perhaps for the best, "'and which I have only been able to guess at. "'Black arts?' I laughed. "'Who knows?' he rejoined quietly the man undoubtedly possessed knowledge dark knowledge that was most unusual and dangerous and i can discover no means by which he came to it no ordinary means that is but i have found many facts in the case which point to the exercise of a most desperate and unscrupulous will and the strange disappearances in the neighborhood as well as the bones found buried in the kitchen garden though never actually traced to him seemed to me full of dreadful suggestion i laughed again a little uncomfortably, perhaps. and said it reminded one of the story of Gilles de Rays, Martriel of France, who is said to have killed and tortured to death in a few years no less than 160 women and children for the purposes of necromancy, and who was executed for his crimes at Nantes. But Sherhouse would not rise and only return to his subject. His suicide seems to have been only just in time to escape arrest, he said. A magician of no high order, then, I observed skeptically, if suicide was his only way of evading country police. The police of London and St. Petersburg, rather, returned Shorthouse. For the headquarters of this pretty company was somewhere in Russia, and its apparatus bore all the marks of the most skillful foreign make. A Russian woman, then employed in a household, governess or something, vanished too, about the same time and was never caught. She was no doubt the cleverest of the lot, and remember, the object of this appalling group was not a mere vulgar gain, but a kind of knowledge that called for the highest qualities of courage and intellect in the seekers. I admit I was impressed by the man's conviction of voice and manner, for there is something very compelling in the force of an earnest man's belief, though I still affected to sneer politely. But, like most black magicians, the fellow only succeeded in compassing his own destruction, that of his tools rather, and of escaping himself so that he might better accomplish his objects elsewhere and otherwise,' said Shorehouse, giving, as he spoke, the most minute attention to the cleaning of the lock. "'Elsewhere and otherwise?' I gasped. "'As if the shell he left hanging from the rafter in the barn in no way impeded the man's spirit from continuing his dreadful work under new conditions,' he added quietly, without noticing my interruption. "'The idea being that he sometimes revisits the garden and barn chiefly the barn.' "'The barn!' I exclaimed. For what purpose? Chiefly the barn, he finished, as if he had not heard me. That is, when there is anybody in it. I stared at him without speaking, for there was a wonder in me how he would add to this. When he wants fresh material, that is, he comes to steal from the living. Fresh material, I repeated aghast, to steal from the living. Even then, in broad daylight, I was foolishly conscious of a creeping sensation at the roots of my hair, "'as if a cold breeze were passing over my skull. "'The strong vitality of the living "'is what this sort of creature is supposed to need most,' "'he went on impermanibly. "'And where he has worked and thought and struggled before "'is the easiest place for him to get it in. "'The former conditions are in some way more easily reconstructed.' "'He stopped suddenly, "'and devoted all his attention to the gun. "'It is difficult to explain, you know. "'Rather,' he added presently, "'and besides,' It's much better that you should not know till afterwards. I made a noise that was the beginning of a score of questions and as of many sentences, but it got no further than a mere noise, and Shorthouse, of course, stepped in again. Your skepticism, he added, is one of the qualities that induced me to ask you to spend the night there with me. In those days, he went on in response to my urging for more information. The family were much abroad and often traveled for years at a time this man was invaluable in their absence his wonderful knowledge of horticulture kept the gardens french italian english in perfect order he had carte blanche in a matter of expense and of course selected all his own underlings it was a sudden unexpected return of the master that surprised the amazing stories of the countryside before the fellow with all his cleverness had time to prepare or conceal but there is no evidence no more recent evidence to show something is likely to happen if we sit up there i asked pressing him yet further and i think to his liking for it showed at least that i was interested has anything happened there lately for instance shorthouse glanced up from the gun he was cleaning so assiduously and the smoke from his pipe curled up into an odd twist between me and the black beard and oriental sun-tanned face the magnetism of his look and expression brought more sense of conviction to me than I had felt heretofore, and I realized that there had been a sudden little change in my attitude, and I was now much more inclined to go in for the adventure with him. At least, I thought, with such a man one would be safe in any emergency, for he is determined, resourceful, and to be depended upon. There's the point, he answered slowly, for there has apparently been a fresh outburst, an attack almost it seems quite recently there is evidence of course plenty of it or i should not feel the interest i do feel but he hesitated a moment as though considering how much he ought to let me know but the fact is that three men this summer on separate occasions who have gone into that barn after nightfall have been accosted accosted i repeated betrayed in an interruption by his choice of so singular a word And one of the stablemen, a recent arrival and quite ignorant of the story, who had to go in there late one night, saw a dark substance hanging down from one of the rafters. And when he climbed up, shaking all over to cut it down, for he said he felt sure it was a corpse, the knife passed through nothing but air, and he heard a sound up under the eaves as if someone were laughing. Yet, while he slashed away, and afterwards too, the thing went on swinging right there before his eyes, and turning slowly with its own weight, like a huge joint on a spit. The man declares, too, that it had a large bearded face, and that the mouth was open and drawn down like the mouth of a hanged man. Can we question this fellow? He's gone, gave notice at once, but not before I had questioned him myself closely. Then this was recent? I said, for I knew Shorthouse had not been in the house more than a week. Four days ago, he replied, but more than that, only three days ago a couple of men were in there together in full daylight when one of them suddenly turned deadly faint. He said that he felt an overmastering impulse to hang himself, and he looked about for a rope that was furious when his companion tried to prevent him. But did he prevent him? Just in time, but not before he had clambered onto a bean. He was very violent. I had so much to say and ask that I could get nothing out in time, and Shorthouse went on again. I've had a watching brief for this case. He said with a smile whose real significance however completely escaped me at the time and one of the most disagreeable features about it is the deliberate way the servants have invented excuses to go out to the place and always after dark some of them who have no right to go there and no real occasion at all have never been there in their lives before probably and now all of a sudden have shown the keenest desire and determination to go out there about dusk or soon after "'with the most paltry and foolish excuses in the world, of course,' he added. "'They would have been prevented, but the desire, stronger than their superstitious dread, "'and which they cannot explain, is very curious.' "'Very,' I admitted, feeling that my hair was beginning to stand up again. "'You see,' he went on presently, "'it all points to volition, in fact, deliberate arrangement. "'It is no mere family ghost that goes with every ivied house in England of a certain age.' It is something real, and something very malignant. He raised his face from the gun barrel, and for the first time his eye caught mine in the full. Yes, he was very much in earnest. Also, he knew a great deal more than he meant to tell. It is worth tempting and fighting, I think, he said, but I want a companion with me. Are you game? His enthusiasm undoubtedly caught me, but I still wanted to hedge a bit. I'm very skeptical, I pleaded. "'All the better,' he said, almost as if to himself. "'You have the pluck. I have the knowledge.' "'The knowledge?' He looked around cautiously, as if to make sure there was no one within earshot. "'I have been in the place myself,' he said in a lowered voice. "'Quite lately. In fact, only three nights ago, the day the man turned queer. "'I stared. But I was obliged to come out. Still I stared. "'Quickly,' he added significantly. You've gone into the thing pretty thoroughly, was all I could find to say, for I'd almost made up my mind to go with him, and was not sure that I wanted to hear too much beforehand. He nodded. It is a bore, of course, but I must do everything thoroughly, or not at all. That is why you clean your own gun, I suppose. That's why, when there is any danger, I take as few chances as possible, he said, with the same enigmatical smile I had noticed before. And then he added with emphasis. And that is also why I ask you to keep me company now. Of course, the shaft went straight home, and I gave my promise without further ado. Our preparations for the night, a couple of rugs and a flask of black coffee, were not elaborate, and we found no difficulty about ten o'clock in absent ourselves from the billiard room without attracting any curiosity. Shorthouse met me by arrangement under the cedar on the back lawn, and I at once realized with a vividness what a difference there is between making plans in the daytime and carrying them out in the dark one's common sense at least in matters of this sort is reduced to a minimum and imagination with all her attendant sprites the place of judgment two and two no longer make four they make a mystery and mystery loses no time in growing into a minute in this particular case however my imagination did not find wings very readily for I knew that my companion was the most unmovable of men, and an unemotional, solid block of a man, who would never lose his head and in any conceivable state of affairs, would always take the right as well as the strong course. So my faith in the man gave me a false courage that was nevertheless very consoling, and I looked forward to the night's adventure with a genuine appetite. Side by side, and in silence, we followed the path that skirted the east woods, as they were called and then led across two hay-fields and through another wood to the barn which thus lay about half a mile from the lower farm to the lower farm indeed it properly belonged and this made us realize more clearly how very ingenious must have been the excuses of the hall servants who felt a desire to visit it it had been raining during the late afternoon and the trees were dripping heavily on all sides but the moment we left the second wood and came out into the open we saw a clearing with the stars overhead against which the barn outlined itself in a black lubungous shadow shorthouse led the way still without a word and we crawled in through a low door and seated ourselves in a soft heap of hay in the extreme corner now he said speaking for the first time i'll show you the inside of the barn so that you may know where you are and what to do in case anything happens A match flared in the darkness, and with the help of two more that followed, I saw the interior of a lofty and somewhat rickety-looking barn erected upon a wall of grey stones that ran all around, and extended to a height of perhaps four feet. Above this masonry rose the wooden sides, running up into the usual vaulted roof, and supported by a double tier of massive oak rafters, which stretched across from wall to wall, and were intersected by occasional uprights. I felt as if we were inside the skeleton of some antediluvian monster whose r- huge black ribs completely enfolded us. Most of this, of course, only sketched itself to my eye in the uncertain light of the flickering matches. And when I said I had seen enough and the matches went out, we were at once enveloped in an atmosphere as densely black as anything that I have ever known, and the silence equaled the darkness." we made ourselves comfortable and talked in low voices the rugs which were very large covered our legs and our shoulders sank into a really luxurious bed of softness yet neither of us apparently felt sleepy i certainly didn't and shorthouse dropping his customary brevity that fell little short of gruffness plunged into an easy run of talking that took the form after a time of personal reminiscences this rapidly became a vivid narration of adventure and travel in far countries And at any other time, I should have allowed myself to become completely absorbed in what he told. But unfortunately, I was never able for a single instant to forget the real purpose of our enterprise. And consequently, I felt all my senses more keenly on alert than usual, and my attention accordingly more or less distracted. It was, indeed, a revelation to hear Shorthouse unbosom himself in this fashion, and to a young man it was, of course, doubly fascinating but the little sounds that always punctuate even the deepest silence out of doors claimed some portion of my attention, and as the night grew on, I soon became aware that his tales seemed somewhat disconnected and abrupt, and that, in fact, I heard really only a part of them. It was not so much that I actually heard other sounds, but that I expected to hear them. This is what stole the other half of my listening. There was neither wind nor rain to break the stillness and certainly there were no physical presences in our neighborhood, for we were half a mile even from the lower farm, and from the hall and stables, at least a mile. Yet the stillness was being continually broken, perhaps disturbed is a better word, and it was to these very remote and tiny disturbances that I felt compelled to devote at least half of my listening faculties. From time to time, however, I made a remark or asked a question to show that I was listening and interested, but in a sense, My questions always seemed to bear in one direction and to make for one issue, namely, my companion's previous experience in the barn when he had been obliged to come out quickly. Apparently I could not help myself in the matter, for this was really the one consuming curiosity I had, and the fact that it was better for me not to know it made me the keener to know it all, even the worst. Shorthouse realized this even better than I did. I could tell it by the way he dodged or wholly ignored my questions, and the subtle sympathy between us showed plainly enough, had I been able at the time to reflect upon its meaning, that the nerves of both of us were in a very sensitive and highly strong condition. Probably the complete confidence I felt in his ability to face whatever might happen, and the extent to which also I relied upon him for my own courage, prevented the exercise of my ordinary powers of reflection, while it left my senses free to a more than unusual degree of activity. End Chapter 5. Recording by Danny Williams. www.dannywilliams.com.